Hello everyone, welcome back to the lovely, I think it's the lovely, Portsmouth Running Podcast, episode 60. Uh, yeah, hard to believe that we've done 60 episodes already, but another milestone reached. Uh, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. David Harvey. Dave, how are you, man? How, how are you recovering after the amazing Smogathon? So, <laughs> hey, yeah, not too bad, actually. Although uh, a couple of tight calf muscles over the last week or so. This okay. I don't know if that's um, all this flat running that's making my legs move all differently and stuff. But yeah, it's good. I've been on a high since the Smogathon. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? How did, like, yeah. I, I actually, I actually like really enjoyed the morning. I mean, it was, it was like an amazing day, and we like joined by a few runners and just like to do something different like that was was actually like really good fun. It was actually, and I was I was expecting it. I don't know what I was expecting, but um there was this kind of feeling about running rounds in circles like that everything was taken away all of like the the challenges that you would normally face when you go for a run like road crossings hills rocks trees dogs all of that stuff like was was not there so it was just literally running like with you know running with your mates basically wasn't it and um yeah yeah really nice actually because it was totally uninterrupted like a, like a like a bit of a kind of like meditative running state where you could just yeah. go around in circles. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly exactly that. And it was um, it was yeah. I don't, I don't I I've lost my my train of thought on that one, but it was um, I imagine going to be similar on the track one hundred in in a few weeks. That you know you're just going to have to get into that kind of frame of mind of going forwards, chilling yeah. out. You know fighting fighting the demons of the the desire to keep stopping as you go around and, and access your your box of goodies <laughs> yeah <laughs> that seems yeah. to be like 50 miles of 50 miles of fighting fighting the uh the chair demons mm. yeah. yeah well i'm i'm hoping that's not going to happen because but it, but it must do because I, I guess on track 100 you've got like you know every 400 meters you've got the opportunity to stop haven't you so you've got 400 opportunity <laughs> yeah exactly so it's just like yeah it's just making sure that you just tick those off and just keep going keep going around and around but yeah it's going to be a completely different ball game doing doing the full 100 miles around the track but yeah no this i thought smogathon was good and we were obviously joined uh early morning by graham carter so thanks graham for coming for a few miles there george sutherland as well joined us for a couple of laps and then obviously jason jason howen haywen jason i never i never pronounced jason's name right and i i, I need to ask him what it actually is but he yeah. joined us for like 10 miles i think yeah it was i have no idea what, how to pronounce his name but he's always <laughs> jason h we'll call him jason h but yeah that was that was decent it was good it was a it was a good a good fun thing i, I loved your your race briefing um which i do have on video i should i should i should kind of release at some point um <laughs> that was awesome so you, you you set the rules it was basically 26.2 miles no no less no more um yeah. Otherwise, that counts as a DNF. So I think I, I'm I technically I DNF because I did a few more meters with my um, my overkeen watch. Because it was it was interesting watching kind of like the watches go back and forwards with distance. Yeah, it was, and um, I think according to Strava, mine was a DNF as well because Strava did that usual thing where it takes 0.01 of a mile off of you when you load it up. <laughs> oh no, 26.19. Oh, um, Dave, you're, kid you're kidding me. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but uh 
yeah, it was. I've never run round a roundabout before for for a whole marathon, so it was definitely a new experience, and and it was nice to kind of like just just zone out for a little bit and run a pretty steady three and a half hour marathon, which really surprised me considering that. Yeah, last few months of my life, I've been walking up and down hills <laughs> nonstop. Yeah. Well, uh, you've got you know slow walking up and down for sure, but you've got some like really good leg strength and and endurance in you. And I think yeah. Like you, you do lose a bit of the speed, don't you? I mean, going off and, you know, we, we did an interval session um, together recently, some fast running and yeah, it, it was tough, wasn't it? But you've got, you've definitely got it still there. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't, go, it doesn't go away entirely. So. I mean, trying to keep up with you in an interval session is just, a, you know, an uphill battle anyway. <laughs> you couldn't keep up with you, but I actually went and did an interesting run yesterday that's obviously part of the building up for for the track race and oh, yeah. it was like it was an odd one i don't think i've ever done it before but it was 10 10 mile uh sorry 10 minute warm-up and then 10 minutes slightly faster so probably about eight and a half and then it did 20 minutes at marathon pace three minute kind of rest of you know just going a little bit kind of a, a bit slower and okay. then it, 10 minutes at half marathon pace and then three minute rest and then five minutes at like 5k pace <laughs> it oh, was wow. absolutely spent by the end of it and uh, uh, because like i think that you know when you're doing something a little bit different like a track race which is going to be samey and you know actually running around the roundabout under the a27 is perfect kind of um practice for that kind of thing is that you know yeah. you, need, you need to use that specificity in your kind of training if i don't know if that's how you pronounce the word is it i, I was i was just about to say congratulations on getting that word right because that's one that that's one that seems to go wrong every time <laughs> yeah. well given the amount of red wine that i drank last night and my inability to think properly this morning i'm i'm proud of that one so oh, well. But yeah, there's. I found that there's a there's a meadow opposite my house where there's uh, where lo loads of people take dogs for a walk. Yeah. And um, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go and have to run around circles somewhere, and didn't really know where it was, and then just came across this meadow, and I was like, oh, of course. So I did like loads and loads of laps of that last night, and then tried to find. And there's a little bit of a hill on it as well. So when you're doing some tempo stuff, and there's even a slight bit of up of an incline, even if you can't even see it. It, it makes a difference yeah. yeah yeah totally so um yeah did that and and today i'm suffering with even tighter calves than i've ever had before in my life <laughs> oh dude I, is, is that the is that the the meadow that's got the two like the two fields opposite your house or does it is it further on yeah that's right yeah there's a small meadow where the dog walkers go and then like the cricket field but um oh, okay yeah so so smogathon do you reckon it's got a future do you reckon we can get enough people maybe you know what's it going to be 20 people max 30 people max to come and have a little bit of a laugh at us with water provided by us for a social marathon under the a27 at the top of eastern road dude i i think um if if it didn't have a future dave it would be it would be a sad thing because yeah i <laughs> yeah i i think that we need to, we need to bring that to proper life next year and, and and like you say run it as an event but not a not a kind of paid event or anything because I'd, i'm not sure i'm not sure in fact i don't even know who owns that that kind of bit of land but i'm not sure they would like the fact that loads of runners were in an organized event near, such near or near a road like that but it's, <laughs> it's kind of like you are well protected you don't have to go you don't have to go anywhere really but um yeah i know i like the idea of maybe we do a ballot 
because I'm, I'm sure yeah. we're going to get hundreds of people apply for it. I think so. Um, and yeah, Smogathon, it'll, it will have medals. Um, not sure about t-shirts, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it a bit quirky. Yeah. We've, we've got a few yeah. ideas that we discussed. Well, it'll be the, the second annual Smogathon next September, won't it? Where we can, we can put it out, get people to, yeah, get people to apply and then we'll do a live, a live YouTube ballot for it or something like that. Yep. I think, I think we're on something. So I think we're going to do that and we're going to have the drum. Yep. Which, which we'll, yeah. we'll keep secret. <laughs> it would actually, it would be, <laughs> do you know, um, Barclay marathons that to apply for that you need to there's a certain window of time I think that you need to send in your essay as to the reason why you think you should be allowed to run the Barclay marathons so yeah. it, although it you know could get people to apply for the ballot but also give an explanation of why they are the perfect people to 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 run the second annual smogathon roundabout race <laughs> perfect I, I love this, Dave. We're gonna, we are literally gonna have a few coffees together and discuss this. But yeah, yeah. definitely an event next year. Um, we, we hope listeners are interested in, in coming along and applying, because yeah. obviously you're gonna have to apply to get in. Um, and we're gonna make it a fun event. Uh, and the, like I say, there will be medals. Um, there will be race numbers. So we'll, we'll make it like an actual event. But yeah, we'll do, we'll do something fun, and it should be a good day out. I feel, I wonder what the kind of like you know what what the uh, legal requirements of us are because if you do it as a social ultra as a so or a social marathon where you just say look we're we're all going to get together and then we're going to run this marathon you know that's to me because you're just doing it under the agreement of going for a run together that should be absolutely fine however you know like if you were to do it as an actual event what would your risk assessment of running round the rounds about at the, underneath a motorway <laughs> what east of the eastern road look like i don't know really i guess yeah, <laughs> i'm not too sure because like i've done i've done risk assessments before at a junior park run and it's like you've literally got to take like everything into account and i'm sure you're you're really good at that for through your through your, your job but i guess like I'm, I'm not sure there is really any risk assessment there because you're not crossing any roads you know there's no trees i mean unless the motorway bridge falls down yeah i, I don't think there's really any risk well, yeah, but maybe lorry falling off motorway bridge, um, car crashing over onto roundabout and killing runners. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, we did see an accident, didn't we, on that roundabout? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, there's always an accident on that roundabout, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, listen, honestly, it was it was such good fun. I loved every single uh, every single minute of it. It was it was it was brilliant. And yeah, it look forward to it. Did oh, you like the little did you like the little reel as well? Yeah, I did. The, the Instagram reel was good. It was nice to relive it, actually. And uh, actually, you did make it look a little bit more uh, fun and interesting and beautiful than the race actually was, <laughs> because it was just running around the roundabout. Yeah, um, yeah. Still, still picking crusty carbon monoxide out of my nose. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it was funny trying to go to the toilet around there as well, because I was, as you know, like in the first 13 miles, I was like, Dan, I, I really need to go to the toilet. And there was a turtle yeah. popping out. <laughs> and, um, everyone the, knows that feeling whenever I, whenever I ran a little bit faster it would just dissipate a little bit yeah. and, um, and I was like right okay maybe I can just get to the end of this without going and then suddenly I think I had a caffeine goo gel and <laughs> my brain was like you need to go hide in a bush now <laughs> yeah yeah and you refuse to go to the holiday inn and use the holiday inn toilet no 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 far no. too posh no, there is there is a piece of me next to like a horrible abused bush <laughs> on 
underneath the roundabout. So. Lovely, lovely. Well, it'll go. I'm sure it's crusted over by by car fumes at the moment. But, yeah, <laughs> no, it was awesome, and, you, and we got our little certificates at the end, and uh, did a little kind of a closing ceremony, which was great. Um, yeah. We clapped for the Queen because that's we clapped for the Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all good, and thanked her for all of her all of her duties and everything. So that was good, and yeah, it was um it was fun. But yeah, look forward to next year. Watch the space. We'll 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 announce something and and get it out on social media and stuff. But it, it was funny. I don't know what kind of comments and stuff you got on your on your Strava post, but I, w I went back in later that day and looked at the comments, and I was like, because because I've turned off all notifications on Strava, yeah. so I kind of like only see them when I go in, and it's just funny. Like you, you get comments from from the following. The first comment on my Strava post was. Uh, was from Dan Slayford, and his comment was, "What in the shit?" <laughs> and then somebody else was like, uh, "Johnny O'Keefe said uh, one way to spend your your Saturday morning." Um, yeah. Adam Dart, Adam Dart, who's who's a, who's a great runner um, who runs along the front, uh, mostly at South Sea Seafront, uh, South Sea Park Run. He was, um, oh wow, just why? And there seemed to be lots of like questions of of why would you want to do this? And and then it ranged from from all the way from there to to people going like genius uh, dean kellaway was like genius yeah. bloody love this um michelle was michelle was happy because uh, we were a bit worried that michelle was going to be a little bit like kind of dave why are you doing a marathon because obviously she's coaching you and yeah because um, i think i had two hours to do on sunday and i was like basically two hours on a sunday is the equivalent of three and a half hours on a saturday i think, I think that's the, the rule of the I, i'm pretty sure that's how it goes so yeah. it's, it's i think we call that runner's currency yeah you basically just measure it out as you want absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. anyway so, it was good fun yes but um i got a few of wow that looks crazy love this um only people with intense focused mental strength or nutters do this <laughs> I noticed Dundell Piccolo was with you, so I know the category you fall into. Who was that? <laughs> uh, Jeff Stewart. Oh, Jeff, <laughs> bless him. <laughs> he's actually got um, he's got the Autumn One Hundred coming up. So, uh... oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'll be I will be there for the last twenty five of that to um, go and pace my friend. You know, to uh, pace Vic Henderson. Actually. Oh, brilliant! So. Uh, as you may well know, she finished the TDS looking as fresh as a daisy. She did, I know. <laughs> and I, I was know. like, have you not put any effort in? So I'm going to make sure that she looks like an absolute mess at the end of um, the end of <laughs> <laughs> I congratulated her and said, you know, or, or I think I think I maybe spoke to her after the Smogathon and said, you know, you should come join us for some for some laps sometime because I know you know Dave now and you're, you're obviously coached by Michelle. Um, and she's like, no, not doing that. That's crazy. But I will come and join you for a swim at some point. So, so please yes. hold up to that and get her down for a for a um, a, a winter swim. Yes, yes. So actually, um, she yeah, she she mentioned that to me recently, and I was like, hey, that's a really good idea because, uh, as we know, getting up and going for a swim is the best start to a day, especially if you've got to go to work. You sort of like. Whenever I've done it before work, I've gone in like with a spring in my step and, you know, full of the joys of spring. Yeah. And then every time now I've not done it for ages now, I like I crawl into my study, into my office with a cup of coffee, cursing the world. <laughs> I'm a miserable bastard until about lunchtime <laughs> when suddenly my body kind of starts to wake up and it's like, come on, David, you've got things to do. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The difference. Eh? Amazing. Yeah. I've so been done a couple of times this week, which has been quite nice. Have you? 
is it getting cold yet or yeah i mean you can feel the difference for sure like i mean the yeah the summer was like a completely different ball game with the swimming for me like like in terms of like how it how i made how i thought the effects it had on my on my running was um because i know like during the winter uh yeah just going in going in the morning just like really really helped the running and in the summertime it came it became more of like a just a pleasure thing i think rather than like any any other types of gains for the running and stuff yeah uh but yeah no, it's definitely getting colder um outside i think um the water's still okay yeah i know i know what you mean like part of what i really enjoyed about it was absolutely freezing my tits off for like three hours after it and part of the appeal of it was to go and have that kind of masochistic experience you know get a load of pain getting really cold shivering and that was the enjoyable part of it for me and it's and you're right it's a total different experience when you go down in the middle of summer and it's like having a bath yeah it's it's, it's yeah it's it's more of a kind of like mindful start to the day relaxing start to day as opposed to that as opposed to that you know short sharp hit of pain yeah exactly exactly and it's like you know we always go on about alan watts it's like alan watts says you know you've got to have the 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 opposite of something in order to know that the, the initial thing exists you know and like so i guess it's kind of like goes along the lines of like too too much comfort and you don't actually know comfort's there at all so yes yes a bit of discomfort and the comforts are suddenly like wow amazing absolutely i think that's from the Tao Te Ching, isn't it that that without you, you can't have happiness unless you felt sad yeah you need the contrasts exactly otherwise it wouldn't exist at all yeah interesting interesting listen dave i felt i felt incredibly guilty this morning dude i was um i was lying in bed and and i'd had these thoughts uh kind of late last night that you know maybe i should go and join um steve bullock's uh social run that he does on friday oh yeah and i was like i was laying in bed uh, i woke up pretty early it was still dark and i was like uh, i think my alarm went off because I'd, I'd set it for like um, an early run in the week and um it's, it's still it's still set for some reason i just kind of turn it off and i was like oh i must get up and go for the social run which because they meet at seven o'clock um by broadway coffee every friday mm. and i didn't i just laid in and went to sleep and then later on i heard them finishing the run and they ran past my house and because the windows were open mm -hmm. I, I just heard i heard the whole group of runners and i knew who it was and i was like this wave of guilt came over me. I was like, oh, I didn't get out of bed. I didn't run. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're a sinner. You're going to pay for that in a past life, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about it. So, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully going to try. It's meant to be rest day today, but I had a rest day on Monday because uh, we were quite busy. Uh, and, yeah, so I'm probably going to go out at lunchtime, I think, or maybe yeah. try and fit in a trail run um, as offered by you. Yeah, I mean, I'm going out for an hour because, um, again, on Monday I was – busy watching the queen's funeral slightly hung over as well and i was yeah. just like i'm you know just gonna go and make that up later on in the week but did you watch any of the queen's funeral i saw bits and bobs um yeah like i, th I think sad like like everyone else but um yeah like it's, it's weird isn't it it's like a weird thing because you don't want to like say everything's gone like like overboard with it i thought i thought the queue was like it was nice for people to go and pay their respects, but the queue got like out of hand. Like it, yeah. I mean, it became a thing, didn't it? I saw all those funny posts about yeah. you know, people predicting predicting the future, where the queues grown like around the world, and and like babies are born in the queue, and all that, sort of <laughs> that queue was incredible. And there's, I, I found it really interesting to the point that um, Heather and I would stay up until eleven o'clock at night watching people queue. 
and it wasn't even people going past the coffin or anything like that we would just sit there and like have a beer watching people queue up in central london about five miles away from where the actual coffin was so wow <laughs> it was quite weird um yeah yeah the, the the funeral you know like as a moment in time a historical moment it was absolutely fascinating to watch and i'm i'm a bit of a cold-hearted bastard but the the two minute silence and the bagpipe playing and the whole pageantry was absolutely amazing it was really powerful stuff yeah and it, and it made me a bit conflicted because there we are you know with the, the country like losing millions or billions of pounds by being shut down for the day but this for for this one woman that's died um i was a bit kind of like you know this is a bit over the top but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it <laughs> because it is yeah, really, I know what you mean. Really, really impressive yeah, and yeah. um you know like there's so many things in this life that you don't have to do and we don't need to do because they're not essential but it doesn't mean that you like because you don't need to you shouldn't you know like building a a skyscraper that's a kilometre high, that kind of thing. Like it's just an ostentatious display of wealth, but it also demonstrates what we're physically capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's like different different angles you can you can look at these things from and, and yeah. different mindsets. And you know, somebody like again, I'm gonna mention him, like Alan Watts would probably look at it and go, What the heck? You know, the, the universe doesn't care about your skyscrapers, it's just gonna it's just gonna carry on or whatever. You know, you might you might see it a very different way to somebody who's spent their life studying kind of like engineering and 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 building construction who's who's then pieced it together and managed to to make this thing happen yeah um, so it's like yeah it's a whole it's a whole different thing like every, everything in life has 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 that kind of like the lights the light shines on it differently from different angles so absolutely absolutely you can look at things you know yeah actually it's a benefit isn't it really if you can just sort of take a step back and look at things from the balcony almost about like um not getting too caught up in your own detail and considering other people's views and other people's views of life you know it's i think it's really important to do that yeah it's yeah. like it's like look it's I, I always think about it like a like a pie like a pie diagram you know you have a little pie diagram with your centerpiece and your centerpiece is, is a particular subject and and your opinion is just one thin slice of the pie but you've got to sometimes like you say step back yeah realize that there's this 360 degrees of, of different slices of that pie where people are seeing the same thing from a different from a different side or angle and um yeah there's just you know you, you might think your view or how you're seeing it is right and that's cool but then like this just realize there's other there's other ways isn't there so there is there is and it's good because i like pie you know that's the most oh, yeah. important thing in that that message really isn't it it's about it's about pie. That's <laughs> always good. From from the smogathon to pie. <laughs> oh, dude, listen, listen. I was also I took a run uh, this week. I mentioned to you earlier along along the front, and um, that pathway that's been closed from the fun fair to Old Portsmouth that we used to be able to use with the bridge um, and all and all that. It's actually coming along and now looking like an actual path in some bits. So I'm hoping soon that that will open. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So that would be nice because it's just a bit grim down there at the moment, isn't it? With all the kind of diversions in place and down the side of the Eastern Road as well, that kind of like sticking to the shoreline has been taken away, isn't it? Yeah, that bit as well. You're right. Yeah, that's been closed for ages. And yeah, it's, it's like weird. It's just like a little tiny bit of road, but actually you then start to miss it. And, and yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of like running on the path, but it looks it looks quite wide. It looks like they've done like a really nice kind of smooth wide path. Um, I'm not sure the bridge is still there. I think that might be just a just a larger kind of bridge now, but yeah. I, I can't wait till it opens. The day it opens, I'm going down for a run, 100%. I know you don't get to do it that much. 
um, uh, anymore. But we have to now kind of like go around the fun fair and then round the the garrison church and then into Old Portsmouth that way. But I kind of miss those little pathways. But they're, they're yeah. obviously they're going to close off. They've obviously closed off the the bit behind the castle now as well. So you can't run that either. So it's like oh, just I think it's eventually it's going to be worthwhile. It will be. It will be. We've got. Um like you know because I, I normally come down to Portsmouth because i would need to go for a flat run or a tempo run or something like that because you just can't really do tempo around here and um, as i said earlier there's one flat road in clanfield i think that you're just about able to do tempo on but even that's got a little bit of an incline and there's loads of curbs and it's on a main road as well so it just feels totally sketchy yeah yeah it's difficult isn't it? it's kind of like when you're doing a tempo run on hills like i know you know, you run to effort, but it never quite kind of works that way, does it? You always end up, kind of, I think, overtraining a little bit if you're going to do hills and, and tempo. Yeah, I trained for a marathon around here. Um, you know, I was going to go and do that Bigwood marathon, and it was, um, I was doing all the tempo stuff, trying to do marathon pace with all, like, the inclines and the hills around here, and I just, it, I got broken really quickly. Yeah. Like, you know, ripped a muscle or something like that. It was just, it's just not good. So. yeah 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 and um do you have you are you signed up for any of the events at the moment like rob pickett's events are you signed up for the coastal marathon yet i, I haven't signed up for the coastal marathon but i will because it's not christmas without it is it it's it's absolutely essential to do that race yeah yeah well i, I got some feedback recently from from one of our listeners and they were saying like look dan it would be good if you kind of maybe um kept in touch with or if we spoke about some of the local events that were happening in around the yeah. city so so i um i had a look at um rob's uh, believe in achieving events because uh, events page because obviously rob's kind of like the main um, event organizer around around the area um, and i thought maybe we just run through what he's got coming up so yeah. um because some people may not be aware of his races but basically second of october they've got um that kind of pirate i guess pirate themed race called the pieces of eight yeah so that's quite a good one because you've got like an eight mile option and a 10k race and I, and I like that one because the eight mile option gives you kind of like a closer to the great south run training training race you know three weeks out of the great south run which is good yeah absolutely um they've got like the uh, something called the, the deviation duathlon which i think is happening in i think it's like around fairham so he's organizing organizing that probably like a a bike and a bike and a swim a bike and a run um and then they've got the pat patron saints uh, patron patron saints let me try that again secret seaside series um of races coming which is on the 30th of november as well um and that's a 5k uh, or 10k event and then obviously portsmouth coastal marathon and the santa runs as, as well which are happening oh, on brilliant. the same day have you done one of those santa runs oh they're on the same day now are they they are. They're on the same day. They've they've also. I think he's moved away from Lakeside, so I think it's going to be on run on the seafront now. Um, and yeah, there's a five k and ten k run, and I think sometimes there's a, like, a, like a mile race. I'm not sure if he's got that, but yeah, same day as the. It's basically a, I think a full running kind of festival, isn't it? Because they've got the half marathon, the five k, the ten k, Santa runs, and the marathon. Awesome. I know. Um, do you remember last year? Um, so are you going to do the marathon? Are you? yeah yeah d definitely i mean it's 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 on the it's on the doorstep and it's the 18th of december so it's, it's the week before christmas isn't it so yeah do you remember earlier this year we um we we were speaking about doing shorter races because we were both i think a bit kind of 
Um, <laughs> indeed, I think I'd done on last. You'd had a go at tunnel, and everything was a bit like, oh, "What are we doing?" And then we did the the Pompey Marathon, the the Coastal Marathon, and I think we did a fifty k, didn't we? Yep. And then we, there was the Hampshire Road Race League. I think that we were talking about, which is like a series of twelve races or something like that. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah. And we and you, you can. I don't know if you have to do all the races or not, but they're certainly local as well and include stuff like the Solent Half, the Hailing Ten Mile, Gosport right. on the twentieth of November, the Victory Five on the fourth of December, Stubbington Ten K on the eighth of January. There's loads. There's absolutely yeah. loads that we could do. In fact, I think the Solent Half is this weekend. The twenty fifth September is yeah. It yeah. Is. Yeah, because yeah. um, my friend uh, and Pompey jogger Ollie Hill is uh, is running it and mentioned it yesterday. So, hey, where's that then? The Solent Half. Game I don't. Way. I don't know where it is. Leon Leon Solent somewhere. So it'll be it'll be along the front there, um, with a right. little bit of a pull in land as well. But yeah, normally like some or can be a bit of a bit of a windy run. I think down there. Yeah. <laughs> but good luck. You know, if you're if you're listening and you're running the races this weekend. Good luck to you. I hope you you get the times you want. Um, yeah, and if anybody, I guess like on, on this point, Dave, like if anybody wants to write in and tell us how their race went or um, other races they're interested in, so they can always kind of email us at portsmouthrunningpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or if you, you think that we've got any like segments we can do about these local races, then yeah, let us know. And also, if you want to come on and chat about any of these races, email us. Don't be yeah. shy. Yes. I think we should go and have, um, I've never done a 5k race or a 10k race. I think the earlier this year I did the shortest race I've ever done, I think was a half marathon and I loved it because I, you know, it was a quick blitz, Yeah, yeah. you know, and then, and then you're done and it was just enough to make you feel like you've had a really proper workout as well. Mm. Whereas 10ks and 5ks and even shorter than that, they're like proper all out, aren't they? Like some people do park run. And yeah. almost throwing up at the end of park run. Yeah, yeah, they are uh, like you say, just a very intense pain, like a like a direct hit <laughs> of pain just for a few minutes. Like, uh, do you remember um, a couple of weeks ago? I said I'll come and meet you down at park run. Yes, and uh, we'll. <laughs> yeah, so Heather was Heather was out for the night with her friends, getting drunk, and you know, having having a night off the baby. And um, I had god's bed and i thought right if i can get up on wake up on time or if hetty wakes up early i'll see if i can get my shit together get her bottle sorted and then get her in the car take her down to park run yeah so as you know um i woke up on time text you and you said yeah right i'm gonna do 17 miles and then i'll do the last three miles of park run i thought brilliant right time to engage the brain get sorted get everything together so did her bottle, got her up, got a change, got, got her in the bath and stuff like that. Um, threw some stuff in a bag, wasn't really thinking, went into the, <laughs> <laughs> went into the garage to pick up her, like, you know, the, the off-road buggy with the big wheels, grabbed that, um, grabbed a couple of wheels and then threw it in the car, drove down, <laughs> down to Portsmouth. So, and and had got down to Portsmouth in loads of time, you know, I got to my mum's at about 8.15 in the morning and um, was like, hey, you, I'm just going to go down to Park Run, is it right for a coffee? So I sat down for 10 minutes, had a cup of coffee with her, 
went to get the uh, the buggy out of the car and had bought the front wheel and one rear wheel <laughs> <laughs> out, of the, out of the required three wheels. I was like, oh, shit. The, ne- the next bit's the best bit, though. Go on. So I thought, right, let, let's not be deterred by this. So put Hetty in it and tried to, <laughs> tried to run up the road with only two wheels and I think it would have worked if it was if it was two two of the back wheels but it didn't like at all and it was like oh Hetty almost fell out of the buggy I almost broke my back because it was just an injury written all over it so, should you be admitting this live on a podcast <laughs> there's probably a safeguarding issue with that as well <laughs> but so, you did you did sensibly turn back which is good I did turn back and then I picked up one of those kind of like really rickety old push chairs so ended up doing it with her and shaking her violently basically while she was in this rickety push chair with like tiny little wheels so every little time <laughs> she felt and you know, bless her dave bless her i've got do you know i've got such a lovely like picture and bit of footage of her on, on that morning she looked happy after the run so she was she must have loved it she was all right yeah i mean i was half expecting her to have like had all the shit shaken out of her by the time she <laughs> oh dear oh dear yeah i saw you it was quite funny i saw the picture of the buggy as well and i was like dave i cannot believe you've done that and you've tried to go out the door with it and had to turn back oh well, you've got to try haven't you <laughs> absolutely absolutely you've got to try these things uh yeah so um so guest this week dave uh jack we've got jack on the show finally South Sea Fur Runners, Jack, isn't it? Yep, yep. That's uh, a creator or 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 CEO or um, <laughs> chairperson, board member of South Sea Fell Runners, and who I'd never heard of before I, I spoke with Jack. But um, yeah, they're kind of like a, I guess, a group of like-minded runners that enjoy enjoy running up big hills. So um, so have a listen, have a listen to the interview coming up. Um, it's it's great to ch- chat with Jack. He's uh, a GP with the Trafalgar Group in um, in Portsmouth, um, a very keen runner, very good runner himself, um, finisher of the Bob Graham round, which we 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 chat about as well, and awesome. not in too much not in too much detail because we never we can never kind of dive into the uh, in too much into the weeds, but maybe we get him on for a specific Bob Graham round in the future. But yeah, it was good to chat with Jack, find out kind of like how Trafalgar work with Park Run in prescribing running for 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 people's kind of like health and well-being um spoke about bob graham round southie fell runners as well so yeah hope everyone enjoys enjoys the interview and dave i hope you have a wonderful day man and you cheers cheers thanks for thanks for your time and look forward to meeting you for a run maybe over the weekend maybe later today we'll see we'll see how it goes all right dude take it easy take it easy cheers and goodbye Bye. My guest on this week's show, um, I've been really keen to speak with for a while now, and I'm so pleased to find me here. So please welcome local running enthusiast and founder of the South Sea Fell Runners, for those of you who, who don't know it or maybe not heard of it, um, and also get this Bob Graham round finisher as well, Dr. Jack Collins. Jack, welcome to the show. How is it going? Very well, Dan. How are you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. I'm, uh, you know, it's getting kind of darker and a little bit colder this week and stuff like that. So the, so the running's been, um, it's actually been quite nice, actually. I've, I've quite enjoyed enjoyed the, the current temperatures, but it's always a shame to kind of see the summer go as well. And uh, how, have you, how have you been getting on, the, getting on this week? Have you been out for many runs? No, but I was at a wedding this week and telling everyone about your smogathon. <laughs> the smogathon. I'll tell you what, the smogathon, we're, we're, we've, we've got plans for that, Jack, honestly. It's gonna it's gonna happen next year officially as an event. 
it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> hundred and ten laps around a roundabout. Well, it's a thing of beauty, you know. I, I figured Dave. Dave obviously was back from from TDS, from the mountains around uh, Chamonix and Courmayeur and stuff, and we just thought, you know. What, what could be better than running under under a, a greasy motorway bridge for a, for a marathon? So, <laughs> I can think of a few things, but well done, congrats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, listen, we've wanted to make this happen for some time now, and obviously, like you know, we've been chatting about about kind of running together when we've been out for runs and kind of ports of the South Sea running scene. And yeah, I'm really pleased we've kind of finally made it work, um, particularly because um, I guess as a guest, you've you've got like a real real big passion for kind of health and well being um and for running obviously and, and all that kind of goes nicely hand in hand with your career as a do we call it doctor or gp is it the same thing in portsmouth yeah i mean a lot, a lot of other doctors wouldn't call us doctors but we are doctors um yeah gp 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 is the official term so so yeah so it's, it's great to kind of finally have you on and yeah i'm super excited to kind of chat to you find a little bit about uh, about your running and your bob graham round and kind of how um, Trafalgar medical practice that you're a part of kind of are involved um, with helping people or enabling people to, to to get involved in running for for all sorts of benefits and stuff so uh, so I guess first question what what run have you done recently did you run it all over the weekend or have you um, have you been out this week at all um, have I run recently ah yes yeah. so I had a week off last week which was um, a rare ah. but welcome um time and we went to Cornwall and I ran on the coastal paths so I ran from St we stayed in St Ives and I go every year and I absolutely love the coastal trails it was um I thought I wasn't going to sprain my ankle but um I managed to um, <laughs> but, but still managed to finish I actually ran if anyone knows the um those the coastal path because you know the arc of attrition uh, I, I, know, I know of the race. Yeah, yeah, pretty brutal, uh, brutal course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really rough. But the last, I think it's about 100 miles from the south, basically Lizard Point, all the way up round Land's End to uh, Perrinporth. Mm -hmm. And the last 20, 100 miles, the last 20 miles is the hardest section, which is from Zenor um, to St Ives. Okay. And I, every year, I try and go as fast as I can from um, Zenor to St. Ives. And every year I managed to spray my ankle. And oh, this no. year I picked up my mate who just finished a night shift in A&E. Okay. And he thought the sensible thing to do after his night shift was run with me um, to St. Ives. And I said to him, Tom, be careful, you don't injure yourself. And within about 10 minutes, I was rolling around the floor uh, having sprayed my ankle. <laughs> Oh no! Is it is it bad or not? Not too, so, it? My my ligaments are so destroyed, Dan, that um, basically it doesn't hurt so much anymore. It's kind of like you know Fijian rugby players they they do their ACLs in their twenties, and because um, there's no point in getting them repaired, they just leave it. And so I feel not that I'm comparing myself to a Fijian rugby player, but my <laughs> ankle ligaments are so bad that I yeah. whenever I sprain them, they just they heal quite quickly. Okay. Um, it just means just means that in a race, I'm quite likely to do them. Oh god! So so it gives you a bit of weakness in the area, and then like it's just not not as much pain all the time. But it comes yes, like susceptible to to spraining it, I guess. Yeah, it just means that it's, it always happens when I start talking nonsense. So I think I was chatting about some inanity, and then you stop concentrating, and it's always on the flattest, easiest section 
you just stop concentrating and the next thing you know you're like watching your ankle in slow motion just bend and um oh, that no. happened and then you start to think oh how am we going to get off the cliff and <laughs> run and what you know all that kind of stuff but um fortunately and i can normally tell how bad i've sprained it by how long i'm swearing for and okay. i was swearing okay. for about five seconds which is normally not too bad so um, okay. <laughs> that's an in- that's an interesting kind of scale of measurement there i've not heard that before so that's brilliant <laughs> how long yeah, you I, I, for? <laughs> There's no research on it, but I, I think someone out there could do that. Yeah, I, I, I like I like that actually. Yeah, because you could measure that in different extremes as well, like how angry you are or um or how upset you are. So yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, how many people you offend in the surrounding area? Things like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How how far away people can hear me yelling? Um, Jack, very quickly. Um, I always give my guests a, a chance to kind of fully introduce themselves. So. Um, perhaps maybe give us 30 seconds or so um, as to, again, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you hail from, uh, what you do for a living, um, as we've already kind of touched on as well, and perhaps maybe like one interesting fact about you. It can be running related or not, um, anything you like. And if you can't come up with something, I've, I've got something that I'm going to share with everyone. All right, wow. In fact, I'm probably going to share it anyway. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm um, Jack. I, I'm from Liverpool originally, although I don't sound that scouse. Um, and I'm a general practitioner in Portsmouth. So I'm a GP. Um, and something interesting about me. Ooh, uh, oh, um, I don't think there is anything specific I can think of, Dan. <laughs> can, can I bring something up then? Would you, would you mind? No, 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 please do, yeah. Okay, so um, you told me, and I'm, and I'm very, very jealous of the skill, that uh, you are a, an avid piano player, particularly um, uh, got a, a liking for performing and playing Elton John songs. That is true, yeah. Yes. Not, not particularly well, but uh, yeah, if anyone wants uh, some slightly below par Elton John played at a wedding or a funeral, just, just let me know. Um, <laughs> I'll be there. I'm booking. I'm booking you already, Jack. I'm, I'm booking you. In fact, I've, I, I really. You've, have you got a piano to hand? It's in my garage, but yeah, I've got one. Okay, I've, I've got to hear you play. We're gonna, we're gonna have to get a recording done or, or something. So, I think, I just think piano is like one of those instruments that's just really great. If, if you're that guy, you can jump onto a piano, or that, or that lady that can jump onto a piano and play. It's just, I think it's just spectacular. It's just, it's such a good sounding instrument. You've, I don't know, I don't know what it is about the piano. It's just great. I think you're saying that because your party piece is slightly less. Um, you can't really just in a hotel at night just start playing the bagpipes. Can you? <laughs> you can, but you might get thrown out. <laughs> Unless you, it's New Year's Eve. I mean, this might sound morose, but I did say to you that I, um, if if I had a funeral in the next few years, I would like you to play your bagpipes. Is that yep. too morose to bring up on the podcast? No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, you wouldn't be the first person, you know. In fact, you know, I'll go all the way through to to friend, a couple of friends and um, uh, some people I've met uh, at weddings, funny enough, and actually people I've met um, at funerals as well. You know, guests have kind of approached me and said like, oh, yeah, well, you know, would you, could I book you in for a for X date, whenever that might be? Um, so, no, it's not. Um, and, and actually, I'm sure my mom as well, um, she's, she's always said, you know, I want you playing at my at my funeral as well. So, yeah, a little bit kind of morbid, but, uh, <laughs> but it's just, yeah. Why not? We're, run- yeah. we're runners. That's what we do. We, we, we discuss anything. Exactly. Um, that's the great thing about, about running is you, you just can talk about. I, th- I think when you're running, this might sound a bit, um, 
and they're a bit trite, but when you're running, you do tend to talk a lot of nonsense, hence the ankle sprains, but you, but you do get, <laughs> you do get quite, you know, I think you do unearth a lot, a lot of stuff and um, yeah, I have booked you in. Hopefully I won't need to utilize you down, but yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, just be careful on that coastal path. Yeah. Cause I don't want to be getting a, getting a call next year. Yeah. If you're going there every year and doing that. <laughs> I think I think a couple of the guys that that, that from around Portsmouth are doing the arbitration actually. It's a it's a tough race. Tough race. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, I have, uh, you know, for those who know, like you obviously described the race a little bit, but it's 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 at a really rough time of year as well, where it's cold and 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 pretty miserable on that side of the on that side of the UK. And um, I think it's it quite windy, quite rainy, and that's really tough. I don't, I just, you know, finishing that. that I don't know. I kind of want to do that race or want to try it, but. I, I don't think I don't think I've got what it takes to finish that. I think I'll stick to the roundabouts. <laughs> yeah, and I think with hokers as well, you yeah, I think you might some of the cliff cliffy, sketchy, rocky bits, you might you need to change into innovates or something. Oh, Jack, never gonna happen, mate. Never gonna happen. It's all it's it's hoker, it's hoker all the way for me. <laughs> they've actually uh, you know, I don't know if you know, but they've they've recently released a couple of shoes, which which I've I've tried one of them at the moment and I'm I'm waiting to try the other ones, but the the Speedgoat Fives have just come out. Amazing shoe, really good, like a like a reconstructed fabric on the on the top and and new new bits and pieces on the upper of the shoe, which are to make it super comfortable. And then those Mafati Mafati Speed Fours as well. I don't know if you've tried any of those shoes. No, well, I think I've had this conversation with you before. I I used to I had those Evo Jaws. Um, yes, I, I don't want to get too too into this because I don't know whether. Um, Hoka's lawyers will be sitting, watch, you know, listening to the podcast. But, <laughs> We're um, all friends, yeah. We're all friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a great experience with Evo Jaws. Um, I'm sure they're a great shoe, um, um, but um, I think I'm going to stick to Innovates. Yeah, I think I think when you find when you find your your shoe, it's like a it's like kind of the Cinderella story, isn't it? You 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 know you know the shoe, you know how it fits, and you know how it works. So. So that's yeah. always good. Um, but listen, a, a couple of other things as well that you're into. Sea, so you like your sea swimming as well. And um, I believe, now this was through some of the research that I've done, Jack, and I don't want you to think that, I'm, that I've been stalking in any way because I think it's part of the, uh, part of the podcast kind of hosting uh, work. But you do a bit of writing as well, you, or you enjoy writing? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I've written a few ditties on failed attempts at the Bob Graham round. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so I do, the, I do the odd thing. Hmm. Good, good. So, is it like no, no poetry or, or like music to go with the piano or anything like that? Not, not that kind of writing. No, no, no. It's, it's more um, just trying to um, sort of get. It's a cathartic exercise for when I fail miserably at things. It's just trying to get it down on paper and okay. um, hope one or two people might read it. Um, cool. I'm sure. I'm sure many do. <laughs> uh, they, they, do, they don't. But <laughs> I'm hoping one day. You never know. You never know. I occasionally get somebody saying, hey, we listened to your show. And it's like, wow, really? <laughs> it's great. OK, well, here's the cell. Um, actually, I, I say here's the cell. I, I don't know where they are anymore. They used to go online somewhere, my um, my sort of scrawlings, but I don't think they are anymore. OK, well, we'll, we'll find out where they are later. because I've got, I've got a, you know, I've got a, a point at the end to make just to uh, for you to kind of say how people can get in touch. So hopefully um, you can you can point that out to us at the end. But um, just very quickly before we, we kind of start on the. Uh, on the parkrun kind of practice um, chat, which I'm sure people are, are keen to find out because many of the listeners will be South Sea parkrunners um, and keen parkrunners as well. Um, how long have you been a runner? Um, I've 
always run. So when I was in my teenage years, like, um, I don't know if like a lot of people, I, so I really like my food. So I've always um, used running as a, a kind of counterweight, countermeasure. And even, in, even, even when I was younger, um, I liked a big roast dinner, but I also, in order to, you know, keep the wolf at the door, go for a run. So I've always run. Um, okay. But then I did lots of other sports at school. And when I went to um, uni, I was, I, when I was at uni, I s- thought I was a great runner. And I said to my mate, um, uh, I'd done a half marathon in like 1.30. I said to him, I can, I bet you 10 pounds I can do a marathon in three hours. And um, he said, I bet you can't. And I attempted Leicester Marathon and <laughs> did it in 4.45. Oh, wow. Did it, look, now, was it like a first half went well, second half went really bad? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> spectacular. I mean, I, I, I didn't think that I, would, I, could, I, I could do a running race slower than a walk. Um, mm-hmm. But you can, can't you, if you, if you bonk. And that was, oh, yeah. that was a spectacular bonk. But um, I stopped running for about eight years because I had a bit of issue, some issues in my back my, and my hips. Um, and then got back into running about four or five years ago. I've run ever since. Okay, okay. And you've done some some pretty incredible stuff since then. Because I know that you're you're a very kind of strong uh, runner over the five k distance. Because I've seen some of your results at at Southsea Park. And in fact, I, I wasn't I wasn't going to ask this, but out of interest, five k PB at Southsea is that going to be seventeens somewhere or sixteens? Uh, I think it's like sixteen uh, something. No, it's, no, it's not 16. It's, it, it used to be 17. I used to joke it was 1765, um, <laughs> but, it's, but it's actually just under 18 minutes now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's like me then. I've, 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 got, a, I've got a 1765 as well there in that case. <laughs> it's an, a, sorry, a, a 1765. Uh, so yes, yeah, 1805 for me. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. It's a, it's a solid time, Dan. Solid time. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. You know, I kind of always joke that you know, for, for me, my legs are just constantly battling the recovery process from, from the long stuff. So um, I, I like to kind of try and, and challenge myself a little bit over the 5K distance. But yeah, I mean, there are, there are so many good runners, runners about. It. It's pretty incredible. Kind of but do, you think if you, do you think if you focused on five, say if you said to yourself, right, the next 12 weeks, I'm going to focus on getting a sub 18 5K, do yeah. you think you could do it? Yeah, yeah, I think I think I could do it. I've I've run one, but it's not a park run. I, I missed park run. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was like I went. I was meant to go to a South Sea Park Run a few years ago, and then missed it. And then started to rain. I was like, oh, should I go? Should I go? And then I just went out. Uh, I think I'd had a kind of a tough week um, at work and stuff, and I just I, yeah, I just went out and did a. I think I clocked a seventeen fifty two. That was that was at the peak of my kind of kind of park running, but it's yeah, it's not official, so it doesn't stand unfortunately. <laughs> nice, Damn nice, it. but you. Solid. But you prefer the long stuff, don't you, really? Yeah, yeah, I, I quite enjoy that. But, it's you know, it's nice to, like, running's just kind of, like, there's so much with running, isn't it? Like, running, you say, we say running, it can mean so many different things for so many different people. Like, you know, especially the, the term racing, you know, for some, for some people, racing and hiking in the mountains is one thing. And other people running, you know, racing and running means, you know, going around a track and training brutally hard like all week long and and chasing times all the time and there's so much stuff in between as well so but it's nice kind of like just to pick cherry pick what you like and what make what keeps you happy so absolutely, um, absolutely. So I like, yeah I, I like kind of you know, doing a little bit of hard work during the week like a couple of days kind of fast running and then 
yeah, mostly long stuff. And I think I ride a very thin edge. I, I don't know whether you're the same, but um, yeah, I'm, I think my body sometimes is a little bit like, yeah, you've, you've gone a little bit too much. <laughs> um, yeah. Too far. Well, I think it's all, I think, I think it's all, it's all the B roads and roundabouts, isn't it? That probably does your body. <laughs> exactly exactly so uh yeah so maybe 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 I'll, I'll have a break from uh from marathon running next weekend because it's been four in a row now so. oh my gosh yeah yeah can i just tell can i just tell, just say that two weeks ago i had a park run and I, I was running past canoe lake in south sea and i saw you running and i thought oh dan's just running around canoe lake and yeah. then i did the park run and then 40 minutes later i came back and you were still running around canoe lake <laughs> and then I got ho- then I got home and sort of sat down and looked at Strava, and then I realised that you'd run around Canoe Lake like 150 times or something. Yeah, <laughs> actually, and, and Canoe, Canoe, Canoe Lake is like 250 meters, isn't it? Well, inter- interesting that now I get asked all the time about Canoe Lake, especially now because I, I I know it pretty well. Okay, so so here's the lowdown of Canoe Lake. It is slightly more than 400 meters in length, so okay. it's it's just over a quarter of a mile in length. So, so doing a marathon is, um, it's, it's a lot less than a hundred laps. It's probably more like 82 or something, 83, something like that. Um, and also interestingly, if you run right next to the water, as in like a foot, a foot space away from the water, as opposed to right next to the benches, um, you get, I think it's 0.05 of a mile difference in, in length. And, and obviously I know that because I played loads of games with myself during, during the run. Oh, so there, wow. you go. there you go. What's a what's a what's a mile? I've heard of that. What's what's a mile? I, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, oh what, what a mile as in in k's? Kilometers. That's what I've heard of. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Well, miles are some archaic measurement, you know, that, that many people don't use. But hey ho. <laughs> do you use miles? Do you? Yeah, I, I do actually. I do, and and it will depend. Like obviously, you know, when you talk about five k's park runs, you, you tend to talk about k's. So I, I dip in and out of the k talk occasionally, but. If I'm doing, actually, funny, no, not really. If I'm doing intervals, I've got my my watch set to miles. So I'm doing, like, for example, a typical workout for me would be half mile repeats rather than um, 800 meters or three minutes or whatever it is. So, yeah, I just, I, I think mm. I kind of dip in and out of each. And sometimes it's fun to do a little bit of like arithmetic. I, I don't know if you're the same, like, you know, I would rather spend the, the the tiresome interval actually doing the calculations of when i need to stop or how long it's going to be until i stop do you ever do that yeah 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 oh yeah totally i, I remember doing a race i can't remember what it was lulworth or something like that and i remember you know when you get to 5k to go on these longer races you just think in your head just a park run just yeah. a park run to go exactly uh, yeah. and then when then you when you're 4k down you're like just just over two miles um and you kind of flip between the the <clears throat> I flip between the measurements, whichever one makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you like visualize as well. You're like, okay, there's 2K to go. Um, that means I'm roughly by the pitch and putt. Um, and I've only got like, you, you, can't, you kind of almost start measuring it up visually as well, which is quite interesting. Yeah. The, the other mistake I make is I always think that 400 meters takes a minute because that's as fast as I can possibly sprint it on a good day. Yeah. But it normally, normally takes twice that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially at the end of a long run. Yeah. Now, listen, quite, quite. Talking about Southie Park Run. Um, um, and, and, and in fact, even you know, a little bit further than further back than that with, with our story, we, we kind of met through 
uh, a running injury that, uh, that I ended up kind of seeing you for. And that's how we, we introduced each other. And I was like super relieved when I spoke to you uh, on the phone, obviously through, through the Trafalgar practice that I was actually talking to a GP who knew running. It was like, wow, I'm, I'm, uh, somebody's not going to tell me to stop running. Um, this, this person, Dr. Collins understands, you know, the, this kind of desire for running and stuff. Cause we, I think we, we spoke about it a little bit on the phone and stuff like that. Um, and, and you're a superstar and, 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 you know, people that practice in the NHS were great. I got back on the road to recovery, which was awesome. Um, but you kind of like understood the importance of kind of like, I guess, health and well-being and, and running itself, um, and all the kind of goodness and greatness that it kind of brings to the community and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so I'm keen to kind of like find out a little bit about, I guess the Trafalgar practice and how it became, I think what's known as a park run practice. Is that right? Yeah. So I think, I think um, there's about a thousand practices that are park run practices. There's probably more actually. That's probably, but basically it just, it just means that we um, affiliate with park run. So I do promote it to um, the people who work at the practice and say, look, you know, if you've got, I think I've mentioned this to you before we're running. It's like being a GP or do any job with in the healthcare profession. You're always trying to convey positive messages to people, but, but a lot of the time people know what they should be doing. You know, we all, we all know we probably should be doing exercise and we probably should be eating slightly less junk, but trying to convey that message is, is difficult. And sometimes yeah. people are receptive. Sometimes people are like, you know what, my life's hard enough. My life's busy enough. I don't need you to start preaching to me about park run but occasionally you just might find the right person at the right time and say look what are you doing on saturday and they might say oh nothing just you know scraping myself off out of the bed or whatever they say well, have you thought about you know park run and um i've had a couple of uh, you know patients that i've heard back from that have started it and enjoyed it mm-hmm. um so, so one aspect of the park run practice is that we we promote the park run um, the other aspect is that we do what's called a parkrun takeover. Okay. So the the parkrun, obviously, for people who don't know, I'm guessing most people do who are listening to this, but it's um, totally voluntary led. So it relies on 20 people every Saturday morning getting out of bed, getting yeah. down to wherever it is, South Sea, Hyde Park, Middlesbrough, you know, um, to a park and volunteering about an hour and a half of their time just to sometimes in the freezing rain, you know, the hail, whatever, yeah. the snow. Um, and our practice once a year goes down to South Sea and we, you know, nurses and receptionists and doctors, um, we volunteer. So we basically do all of it apart from um, race director. Um, and so it's kind of a way of us sort of, you know, showing a bit of face to the patients there, to all the patients, the runners saying, look, we're a GP practice. We think this is a great idea. We think it's good, not just for um, the runners, but also for people who like, you know, the tail walkers, they, they just walk park run, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people who just go down to, I mean, I think the volunteers have, have their own community. There are people, you know, they, they, they turn up, they go for a cup of tea at the end. Yeah. Some people go week to week without much contact with other people and park run is a way of meeting people and, and so I, I think I think Parkrun's great, and I think promoting it amongst my colleagues and the patients is is a, is a good thing. So, so that's kind of how it works, really, Dan. 
I love I love what you touched on there um, a little bit earlier when you when you first started telling us about that was um, the fact that you know you can you can advise people um, in in whatever profession it is or, or whatever area it is in life, but but you know but you might you might think you're doing the right thing by the advice, but you mentioned that that we all know that like most of the time people know that it's not new information. It's just there's another kind of block somewhere. So you, I guess, advising somebody to do something, it doesn't necessarily give the correct step for it to happen. Whereas Parkrun kind of, I guess, fills that gap a little bit because it's free, it's easy. You can just turn up. Um, you can be discreet about it by emailing run directors if you're if you're not sure about what you're doing. So it kind of it is that that step, that physical thing that you can that you can you you can leave a GP practice and then go and email about or inquire about or find out about or or, you know, talk, talk to about, because I know the, the run directors at South Sea or the event directors are, are really approachable um, and they've kind of really bought into this park run practice thing. So, so I guess, I guess that kind of like helps, helps a little bit with that kind of making advice turn into an actual physical step that you can do. Oh yeah. I mean, the thing about park, I mean, you've got Couch to 5k, right? The NHS, um, I think it's NHS, isn't it? Couch to 5k. Um, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is one. Yeah. So that's a great way for people to get into running or hiking or power walking. Yeah. But the people you meet at things like Parkrun, um, everyone's just kind and um, you know just wants to try and help other other people. And um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I really would encourage people to, to go down to a Parkrun. Um, any running event, really. Runners, runners generally are, are just you know they're pretty. You know, chilled out people, aren't they? Just yeah. trying to help. Chill, chill no, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Are the um, are the Trafalgar kind of practice takeover days at Parkrun? Are they are they good fun? Does everybody at the uh, at the at the practice enjoy it? Is it is it like a real buzz in the air? Do you talk about it at work the, the following week? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I do try and um, yeah, you know, get people excited. Last time we went, actually, um, Dame Kelly Holmes came um to park run not because we were there uh, it was just pure chance yeah um but um yeah it's, it's a good thing and we at the practice we actually interestingly enough where we just go got a health and well-being coach at practice ah um, amazing someone who's been on your i don't know if you were going to mention it somebody's been on your show before okay uh yes yes so, so, so you so you did actually tell me about that are we are we allowed to say who it is are we allowed to reveal yeah 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 we can she, she started now katie um and um she's you know someone i know quite well and she's she's really um enthusiastic and uh keen to get people active and moving and um so she's she's a health and well-being coach brilliant um, oh, practice, good luck. which is Good luck, yeah. Katie. Good, good luck. I hope it, hope it all goes well. And that, that's Katie Carew Robinson, who, yeah, like you said, has been a, a guest on the show before, which is, which is fantastic. That's, that's, that's really great. And um, you, you guys also do some other running kind of challenges as well. Because I think you do you do like a, a kind of Trafalgar practice kind of race or, or run in South Sea as well once a year. Yeah. So um, the last two years, well, it started in the pandemic, so no one, there wasn't much going on. So I put this thing on called the Panchathon. Um, which was a 5k or a 10k or a half marathon or a marathon starting from Castle Field. And the winner won a giant pasty. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. And it was, it was quite cool. And we did it last year again. Um, 
I think we did a 10K. And then this year, I'm hoping on the 6th, I think it's the 6th of October, okay. um, to do it again. Oh, but wow, I haven't, amazing. I have, this time we're going to do it for charity, Dan, but I haven't quite got my uh, uh, ducks in a row. Is ducks in a row? Is that the yeah, I, th- I think it is. Something, something in a row. I, I know what you mean. We know what you mean. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't quite sorted it out yet. but um, the, the, a, the A into G, as they say. Yeah, it's the 9th of October. It's be a Sunday morning, and I'm hoping to do something from Castlefield. And I, yeah, I, I try and target it at, like the guys at work and um, some of the running guys, and say, look, you know, come down and, and do the race, and we'll have a tent, and um, you know, it's just another way of people getting into running. I'd love to come down and um, and see you guys. I think I'm I'm at the Loch Ness Marathon the weekend before that, but I'm back. So I'd, oh, yeah, I'd love to come down and. Um... And support you in any way I can. Maybe take some photos or some video or something, or, or come and do one of the races as well. That'd yeah, well, you, you know, Castlefield at the moment is—I'm not sure if it's um, the, the sea defences are all happening at the moment there. Yeah, a little bit around there. Yeah. So it can be a bit tricky, but yeah, we'd like to do something. I was thinking about maybe doing something like um, asking people to tell me the, the name of something on one of those boats at the um, Hailing Island Ferry. You know, I could kind of find out the answer and come back to me and that, that guarantees a 10k okay gotcha yeah yeah okay cool just saves me having just saves me having to ask my wife to stand at the painting on ferry all day with a stamp or you could do um pages in a book like the uh like the um the barkley marathon yeah <laughs> it's, a very good, it's a very good point yeah pages in a book pages in a book so so south sea park run aside jack out of out of all the park run routes you've done uh do you have a, a favorite because i know that sometimes you you do like to head up to petersfield way yeah well yeah yeah, yeah i do uh, so i think for people who like trail running in in this part of the world there is you know our um there's no pilgrimage like uh queen elizabeth country park <laughs> It is, it is a great place and um, they do a park run and I think it probably is my favorite to be honest dad you have you have you have got me on that one um, <laughs> South Sea is quite good for getting a good time um, as is Southampton but the QE one's great it's great it's quite hilly yeah it's it's brutal they um they really they really kick your backside with those with those that especially that first climb that you've then got to go back and and do the longer version of um on the second time around but yeah it's it's beautiful there especially kind of this time of year and and the spring especially when the when the kind of early morning morning starts to get a bit lighter and uh, do you know yeah. the the initial climb for those that have done done qe country park run that are listening will know that that initial climb on on the park run there kind of goes up and if you carry on around you've got these beautiful tall trees and and on a morning it's gorgeous like how the light just kind of breaks through the tree line and love it absolutely love it there Oh, oh, I mean, you could get so poetic about that place. I, I really like doing, and I, I know that the guys I run with in QE Park, uh, guys and girls I run with in QE Park, um, never want to take me up on this ever for some reason. But if you start in, in early on and then you do the, the park run after you've done a decent run, it's a really good um, uh, way of forcing yourself to do some, you know, sprint training quite late on in your in your run okay um and i i ma- haven't managed to persuade anyone maybe it's my powers of persuasion aren't good enough but <laughs> it's a hard uh, sell jack it's a hard sell <laughs> it's a hard, well yeah but it's it's um it's good because it kind of forces you to, to to try and run a bit faster um 
at the and end then of you've the got tunnel. To, you've got to scrape yourself off the floor and get yourself back to wherever your car's parked. Um, and for me, it's normally Burton. Okay. Um, but but um, yeah, but it, Kiwi Park Run is, is fantastic. Um, I can't think of any other ones I prefer. What's your favourite park run? Have you got one? Um, that's a good question, actually. No one, I, don't know, I don't think I've actually ever been asked that. I've asked so many people that question, and now I've never been, I've never been asked. So, look, I'm, I'm, I guess kind of like my heart is, is where I live. I think South Sea Park Run for me, just because I, I guess I know, like I've got to know quite a few runners uh, kind of like around the area there. And, and it's funny, like since I started running at South Sea Park Run as well, I've, I, I used to, when I started there, there was a group of Denmead striders that used to, uh, that used to come down for it. In fact, a few of them have been on the show. So Gary Armstrong, Lisa Armstrong, um, uh, Matt Cheney, they all used to come down to, to South Sea. And I remember kind of like trying to get as quick as those guys. And I, and I never quite did, but they, they were always kind of like front, front, front pack runners and they kind of like kind of helped get me into it. So, and I've seen it kind of evolve though. Those guys don't come down there any as much anymore. And, um, I've seen different different kind of crowds come along and been down there with friends and obviously the bagpiping. So I think, yeah, I think mm. kind of like my heart is is in Southie. But if yeah, if it came to views and hills, definitely QE, 100%. <laughs> have, you done, have you done your park, park run pilgrimage to Bushy Park? Never. Never done it. I, I want to, but I've never done it. Here's, here's a bit of trivia. Do you know who has got the park run record? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, okay, so male or female? So the uh, the female one was broken, I think, two years ago or a year ago. The male record, is, which is the overall record, has stood for about... Uh, here's a clue, actually, if you're any good at athletics. It stood for 10 years. 10, probably, it's probably about 10 years this, this month, actually. And that's so a clue. What, what happened 10 years ago, a month ago? Um, oh my gosh, Jackie, you put me on the spot now. <laughs> hey, who's big doing this sporting podcast? event? Big sports, big sporting event. Is, uh, am, I, am I gonna am I gonna be bad in guessing the Olympics or something? It's the Olympics, yeah. So a guy called Andy Badley, who um, yes. was a British, I think he ran the 1500 meters or the 5k. He's the running um, channel guy. He's the running channel guy, yeah. Yes, such, that's a, it. such a great dude. Um and he has the park on record, I think. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I'll, I'll do a plug. If anyone doesn't know, the running channel is great. I, I do um, think they're really good at um, yeah, setting they, running. They've got some very good videos. You're, you're right. And they, yeah, I think they do, a, they do a really good job there on the channel. And um, yeah, that's, that, that's funny you should say that because I'm sure I came across that fact about two weeks ago when I was browsing through YouTube and I was like, oh, that guy's got the he's really quick. Like he's, he's done some really good runs. And um, I think they, they mentioned this, the, uh, the park run. Cause I, I think I, if, if, it, if I hadn't seen that or you hadn't said that, I would have get maybe try to guess like Alex Yee or something probably. Oh yeah. I'm sure he'd do a good one, but apparently Andy Badley, I think he didn't quite get what he wanted from the Olympics. I mean, he still ran amazingly, but I think he was so fit at the time about a month later, he went and smashed a, a park run somewhere and little did he know that he, 10 years later, one of his most, like, kind of things he's most famous for is having the parkrun um, world record. Yeah, amazing. amazing, amazing. Well, I guess kind of like parkrun, QE parkrun kind of topic and kind of keep, keeping with the topic of hills and stuff like that. I've been keen to ask you about South Sea Fell Runners because 
um, up until meeting you, I, I didn't even know that the group existed. And I, and I thought kind of, you know, I would have heard about most of the running stuff, but I was like, ah, oh, this group of Southie Fell Runners, this is amazing. And and I actually know, know there's, a, there's a load of um, like really strong kind of fell running talent in Portsmouth, which is odd because we're obviously flat. Um, but there's a few guys I've chatted to who are, who are quite into kind of like running on the hills. Um, so yeah, keen, keen to find out about Southie Fell, fell Runners. So, so tell everyone what it is. Uh, yeah, well, I think the, the thing about South Sea Fellowers is most members of South Sea Fellowers don't know they're actually in South Sea Fellowers. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, I kind of founded it two years ago, um, just before the pandemic, I think. Um, and it's pretty informal. I don't do social media. Um, I don't know if, I think you do, do you? Do you do uh, I'm world, world's biggest poser. Don't worry. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Dave, Dave calls me social media <laughs> department. That's it. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't have any, um, I've got Strava. Okay. Um, so I'm not very good at selling South Sea runners. I think, I think running clubs do need to have, if they're going to thrive, they probably do need to be at least on Facebook or something. But um, yeah, South Sea runners is a bit of an old fashioned club. We have, um, what are the perks? We have a twice yearly newsletter. Yep. Um, which I think you get yours, Dan. Do you get yours? Yeah, I, I love I love the newsletter. When I get it, I, I I sit down, get a cup of tea, and just kind of have a go through it because yeah, it's really it's really interesting to read. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one perk. Um, it's free to join, and um, we do once. I suppose the most important thing is we do a once monthly run um, from in QE Park first Saturday of the month. Okay, um, and it's. I'll be at Burriton Pond, 7.30 a.m., the first Saturday of every month. Um, so if you want to do a one or two hour run around some hills, um, and if I can persuade you to do a park at the end, great. Um, I haven't managed <laughs> to do that so far. Um, and we've got some vests, which I'm trying to flog. And that's South Sea Fellowers really, Dan. It's... Um, it's it's a slow burn but we're gradually building up members that's good that's good in fact i've you gave you you sent me a south sea fell runners vest in the post which was which was brilliant and i think for the show i'm actually going to get a photo um in in there somewhere so i can kind of show off the 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 south sea fell runners club and um yeah help out maybe people can join up and and try and try and earn one how, how do you how do you how do you get a, a shirt? Do you are you selling them? Would people just contact you? Oh yeah, if people contact me, they can have a shirt definitely. Um, yeah, or if you turn up to a run, we we can talk about having a shirt. Okay. Um, it's South Sea Fellowers. It's a bit of a. I'm not trying to make it ethereal. Um, yeah. It just has ended up. I think if you're not on social media, everything ends up being slightly ethereal and covert. You've not done like much kind of social media around the South Sea Fell Runners, but in a way that's kind of that's kind of cool as well because, like you say, I think with doing the social media stuff, I get as much fun as it is, and as much as you can kind of make something uh, grow and stuff like that. Maybe maybe it's not the best time to do that at the moment. I know, I know you've got kind of like a young family, and um, obviously your, your job's super busy and stuff like that. So maybe kind of keeping it as it is is actually is actually quite nice and, and just enough. To, to get to get kind of like a fell running community together once a month to have that run so I guess it kind of works for you doing it this way yeah I, th- I think so I think our growth model is not the typical uh, growth model yes yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's a very slow curve 
Um, but it's a passion. It's a passion project. How's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. There we go. And I mean, that's, exactly, that, that's exactly what this show was as well, Jack. It was just a, a anyone, passion project. Exactly. If anyone's a Disney fan and has seen Hercules, at the end of the film, Phil looks in the sky and sees Hercules' stars um, constellation, and he and someone says to him, "That's Phil's boy." Um, the day someone says wins a race and says, "This one's for the South Sea Farmers," is a day that I'll probably, you know, hang up my running shoes and you know that's it. That's it. That's it. We're gonna we're gonna have to get some maybe maybe Dave one of the Daves can go off and win one of the UTMB races and do that do that in the post race interview. How's that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan, that would just you know be, be extra special. <laughs> if I ever get interviewed for a race, which is never going to happen, um, but if I do, I'll I'll make sure I um. I'll give you guys a mention. You then you can hang hang those shoes up anywhere you like. <laughs> I can't wait. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, so Jack Hills on the subject of Hills, Bob Graham round, which I mentioned at the beginning. Now, um, wow. I guess there's kind of like no real better time, really. Um, as I mentioned to you, kind of before we recorded, to talk about the Bob Graham round because there's obviously been like a lot of excitement around it recently with um, Killian Jornet's previous record. Uh, have been, uh, was broken very very recently by Jack and I and I hope I pronounce his um, his surname surname right Jack Kenzel or Quenzel. Do you know? I don't know, and I yeah I probably butcher it. As, I'm not going to say as well because I don't think you have butchered it, Dan. But we, I, I we, we're going to say Jack, Jack Kenzel. Jack Kenzel, how's that? In a time of twelve hours and twenty three minutes. But um, Jack, I'm going to I'm going to talk for a little bit here because before we dive into it. Um, I sometimes kind of think maybe because I didn't know too much about it that our listeners may might not know what the Bob Graham round is. Um, many have heard of it, but actually don't know the details. So, so here goes. I'm going to have a stab at it, and then you can add anything on uh, that you feel like. So, um, and I did steal this from Wikipedia, by the way. I steal everything from Wikipedia. Um, okay, so the Bob Graham round um, is a fell running challenge in the English Lake District, named after Bob Graham, uh, who was a Keswick guest house owner who in 1932 broke the Lakeland fell record by traversing 42 fells within a 24-hour period. Now, traversing the 42 fells, um, he did that starting and finishing at Keswick Moot Hall, um, and the distance involves 66 miles, which for those in kilometres, 106 kilometres, uh, and there's 26,900 feet of elevation, which... Um, in other money is 8,200 meters um, of ascent. So, um, God, I love Wikipedia. Thank you so much, Wikipedia. Jack, anything you wanted to add onto that? No, I think that's about that's about what it is. I think, yeah. Okay, I think my, my legs, my legs and knees and, and kind of whole body go go a bit numb and kind of trembly just thinking about the amount of climbing in that because that, I mean, that is that's a serious challenge and you know you've you've now done it yourself you've done it i think you've had three three goes one finish is that right yeah yeah it, failed twice finished it on the third go is it is it tough is it, it just just tell us i mean wh what is it like Dan, i could talk for i could bore anyone for hours talking about the bob Brown round and i think i have done <laughs> i think I might even mention it at the wedding I was at this weekend. That's how boring I can get when someone starts me talking about it. But um, it's, it's epic. It's an, it's an epic, well, really well-known, very famous um, event in, the, in running circle. So I'm, I'm just keen to hear kind of how, yeah, what, what you thought of it and, and just how tough this challenge is. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing. And I think it's the kind of I'm not trying to sound like a um, like overly modest um, because I, I do think it's the kind of thing that it, it's doable for if you if you put enough time into it, you can do it. Um, okay. That's the great that's the great thing about it. It's um, oh, I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's a hike, really, um, over 24 hours. Most most of the hardest bits are things like hiking up hills, um, eating the right stuff, not getting lost, bit of luck with the weather. Um, Can I, on, on, that, on that point of not getting lost, um, Jack, the, is, is it true that the route itself isn't on, or, or not all the time, on a, on a marked out path? So, so there are ways to get up the hills, but you can kind of tackle them any direction you like. Is, is that kind of how it works? Yeah, so I think if you attempted the Bob, so the Bob Graham run now, um, um, I think officially about two and a half thousand people have done it. Okay, that's on that's people who basically when you when you finish it, um, you have to have someone with you at every peak. There's forty two peaks across the Lake District, and you have someone with you at every peak. And then when you finish, you send your information, your times to the Bob Graham Club, and okay. some some guy in a hut somewhere like ratifies it and, and then sends you a certificate. Um, and about 20 years ago when 300 people had done it uh, and more than two more than two and a half thousand people have done it they just have not everyone you know gets the certificate um, okay but but about 20 years ago the, the the route would have been really hard to navigate because no one a lot of it's in bog a lot of it's you know overgrown bracken and um now it's it's more well trod like you're, you're running in the middle of nowhere the, da- the back of Skiddor, which is in the north lakes and you think why on earth is th- there a well-trodden path down here and it's because enough people have tried the bob graham round and a- as you get through the round the track gets slightly less uh, obvious to see because i think less people have done it and then you get to a place like scarfell pike which is about halfway um, but I mean, if, if, if you've never done any night running as well, that's another aspect of it. So most people start at, in the evening, okay. um, and you, the, you do the first section at night. Um, and I think a lot of runs that are over 24 hours start in the evening. So you get the night section out of the way first, cause that's when you're most tired. Oh, sorry. That's when fresh. you want to try and get, get that. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. And then, and then you, you tire through the day. And a, a lot of races, I mean, UCMB, the guy's doing that. Um, and I know we had a friend in Tour de Jean recently. Um, yeah. they, they run into the second night, which, you know, you don't do in the Bob Graham. Um, and that's, that's tough. I mean, I, uh, you know, that's really hard. But the Bob Graham, you, you try to do it in 24 hours. So I, I never went further than... The first time I failed it, um, I just wasn't fit enough. And um, about... Uh, so, so the, the reason I heard about Bob Graham Round actually was I, I was just cycling through Keswick and, and I was staying in a hotel and, and the hotel owner had this, this photo on the wall of him and three guys in, in, in like shorts and vests and I said well over breakfast I said well what's that and he starts the Bob Graham Round I, I did it last year and I said well what's that and he, he told me about it and then I went home and googled it and got into a bit of a YouTube doom loop and decided it'd be a good idea to to try and <clears throat> to try and do it. So I spent about six months training, which is which for someone like me is not enough. And then I got there, I dragged a load of mates up there, about 
10 friends okay and um and failed uh, about five or six hours in i knew that the writing was on the wall i was going up a, a peak called um uh great great dodd which is on the helvellyn range it was about one in the morning and i, I was just knackered I, i'd only been running for about five hours and um by the time i got to the the rest stop so there's there's four rest stops on the whole thing okay um i i was just done and i tried to carry on and was basically scraped off sergeant man which is about uh 40k in and and abandoned and then tried again later that year and got a bit further got to great gable and again was was hauled off the mountain um and then had to go back the following year and wow. um, eventually did get round in about 23 hours Okay. Okay. So 23. Did you have to change much? Um, I mean, that, that's pretty incredible that you went back like twice to finish it, which is, yeah, I mean, that's like determination beyond uh, kind of reasoning really, but uh, which is amazing. So, so well done on that, on that finish, but yeah. W- what did you change um, with your training to like get that done then for the third time? Yeah. So I, um, I, I, I lost a bit of weight, which helped. Um, Because if you're doing that many hills, it helps to be a bit lighter. Um, I practiced eating and running more. Okay. And I think the most useful thing, Dan, was um, was I uh, did a lot of hiking. So I just walked up a uh, hills in um, Huey Park with a rucksack on with loads of weight in it. Okay. And if people know, there's a the, 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 the hill called Butser Hill, and the back of Butser Hill is this um, section called i think it's called Grand- grandpa's bottom yeah it's got many names at my uh, grandfather's uh, crack crack sack um <laughs> grandfather's <laughs> bottom it's all sorts of stuff but yeah i think we've actually spoken about it on the show before with um with alex uh, murphy particularly yeah oh yeah well he, he knows it very well oh, he, i mean he's done it i mean hundreds of times um but it's essentially it's probably the nearest thing you'll get to lake district um kind of steepness and okay. i just went up and down there with a rucksack on with some weight in it because and that really helped um and once you get to a certain point in the bob graham round and you know you're, you're there there's, there's a section just after um wasdale which they call the graveyard of the bob graham round it's about 70k in okay and there's a climb called u barrow which is um it's the the start there's, there's five legs it's the start of the fourth leg and it's basically 800 meters 600 meters of really steep climb and a lot of people start it with hope that they'll finish and then halfway up they just they just think now this is too much or or they don't wow. even get off the their, their chair in in Mostar car park it's um so once you're over that you tend to be able to finish or I'm saying that I, I I got past there on the second time and still didn't get around but Wow, yeah, I, I think I think I think lots of hiking was 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 my thing then. Um, okay, to get me around it. Okay, um, th- those those climbs on the Bob Graham round. So there's so there's 42 of them in total. I mean, uh, I guess some of them are are bigger than others, or are they kind of like because I mean, 42 hills. That's already quite a lot of time if you if you think about how long it takes to get up each. Yeah, so the first climb is the biggest climb. It's up Skidor, which is north north of Keswick. And that's about okay. 900 meters. Um, and then there's a few, basically at the start of every leg, you go from a road back up to 
you know, 800 to 1,000 meters. Um, and actually on, on, these, on these long things, the, the hardest bit sometimes is the descents. That's yeah. what destroys your legs. Um, so you, you have to find a good way uh, of managing the descents. And actually after I did it the second time, failed, I went home and did a lot of really bad research on Strava and found that Killian Journey, who had the old record, he was much faster than me at the descents than the ascents. So he was really quick at going downhill. So I thought that the way of getting faster was to go downhill quicker. Okay. So I, I went to Butser and started flying down Butser Hill and um, managed to give myself uh, a hamstring tendonitis. Oh, great. Oh, no. Do it the um, Killian Journey way and get injured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, you're not Killian Journey. Um, so stop doing that. And, Find your own strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with that guy, I mean, I don't know if you ever watched him descend. It's, I mean, it's a thing of, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. It is, it is absolutely beautiful. And and in fact, fun, funnily enough, somebody's just released um, the video on YouTube of Jack Kenzel, who's just, who's just got the record, who we mentioned earlier, um, running the final mile of the Bob Graham round. Have you seen it? Uh, I think I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's really good. So, yeah, so I kind of, I, I just wanted to see it just to see what the Bob Graham round looked like. And yeah. And you can see he must be hurting in that video so bad, but he's got his support crew around him and he's, and he's jogging along. So I, I recommend people go and go and check that out because it'll probably lead you into all sorts of other videos about the Bob Graham round. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. And the, and the other great thing about the Bob Graham round is, is taking mates with you. That's, that's the best thing about it. Like you, yeah. you have people run legs with you. So you're not on your own. You're, You've got two people with you. One is navving normally. One's giving you food, um, and they're like geeing you up along the way. They're checking the, the hills off there, and you know the best kind of running mate you can have is someone who set like just knows when to shut up and just not say anything, or when when to like give you a word in your ear. Or um, and, and and the thing about Bob Graham is when you've done it, you you you're obliged to offer that to someone else if they want to give it a go. Okay, um, gotcha. Which is which is part of being in the Bob Graham Club. So um, I need, I haven't done it yet. I really need to get up and um, and and help someone um, get around because it's um, it's it's just as much fun helping someone else. Actually, it it is really cool watching someone else get around. It. It's um, that's awesome. Just from watching YouTube videos, it, like, it just looks awesome. Yeah, that that's really good fun. And you mentioned that you have to have somebody witness you being on on top of each of the fells so w would that be some of those volunteers from from the club that have offered to help on the day yeah so i mean i don't again i don't have social media but joe jo, my wife is on social media so she um tells me that people just put into the bob graham facebook group i'm going I, i've got an attempt on the 12th of june 2023 is anyone going to be around? And then like people will just say, yeah, I'll, I can do leg two or leg three or leg four. And, um, people meet people they've never met before. And the next thing they know, they're running across Helvellyn at two in the morning with a total stranger. But yeah. um, that's, 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 that's the nature of the beast. It's um, yeah. So if you're interested in doing it, you can find people to, to support you on, on, on the social media group, I think. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, listen, well done on your, on your finish and uh, yeah, to be, to be the third go, that's, uh, that's some going that's, that's, that's persistence. And um, 
yeah, really overcoming challenges. So well done. Did you know, um, I don't suppose you know of a, a podcaster in the area. There's a guy called Bob Diggles who did a, a podcast series called Bob Graham Sounds. I do. I do. I, I couldn't believe that. So when I was training for it, um, I was listening to anything I get my hands on about it just to try and get some tips. And yeah, I, I stumbled across this podcast and uh, it's a really good podcast. And I got halfway through it. And I, the guy, he, Bob was saying, um, he mentioned that he was at Portsmouth um, train station on his way up. And I thought, what? There's a guy doing a podcast on Bob Graham Round who lives in Portsmouth. <laughs> and I reached out to him actually through, um, I can't remember, I got a hold of him, but yeah, he's, he's an amazing, amazing runner, um, fit guy. He doesn't actually do that much running. He does a lot of cycling, but he yeah. got fit enough to do it. I mean, so, so amazing. Have you yeah. spoken to him? I haven't spoken to him, but I, we've got, we've, I think we've got some kind of mutual friends. Um, and, I, and I think I'm, yeah, I think I may have met him once or twice just kind of in passing in, in a social kind of hello situation but um yeah i highly recommend people go and listen to that show if they want to find out more i think it's available like on spotify and and itunes and stuff but it's called bob graham sounds um yeah yeah very very kind of polished professionally put together um podcast which was yeah re- really interesting stuff so yeah if you want to find out more about about the run that's that's your place to kind of start i guess and i'm sure bob I mean, I guess he was happy to kind of help you out and, and get chatting about it. Yeah, I went for a few chats actually after I'd done it, to be honest, I think. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, and, and when you've, I mean, I think everyone who gives it a crack just enjoys the fells and talking about little aspects of the fells. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a really impressive guy. And, the, and the, the podcast is about him getting an injury. I think he had really bad Achilles tendonitis. Okay. And for people who suffer with niggling injuries, um, it's such a ball ache, isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. To have, to, have, to have something that keeps coming back. And, and he, he had the dates in his diary, he booked all his mates to come. And it's like, how, how, does he, um, how does he get to the day without having a painful Achilles for the whole thing? And, and he yeah. does it. Or does he? Or does he? Or does he? Yeah, leave the uh, leave the open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 great. That's great. Um, you fancy it, Dan? Uh, I'm not too sure, actually. I'm not too sure. Maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll have to do some more talking about that one. <laughs> we'll get we'll get you around. We'll yeah, get me around for sure. Now, listen, um, Jack. If if there, there are listeners who want to find out more about kind of parkrun practice, um. Uh, anything we've spoken about, Bob Graham round, fell runners. How's how's kind of like the best way to to get in touch with you? You mentioned you you might have a Strava account. I think was probably one of the ways. Yeah, I think I think Strava is the best way to be honest, um, Dan. So you can always do in the comments of Strava. Um, if people um, look up Jack Collins on um, on Strava in Portsmouth. Um, just just comment me, and um, yeah, I'm happy to, to get in touch with you about. The Southie Fair Runners, or any of that kind of stuff. Awesome, awesome, brilliant. That's brilliant. as advanced as I get, really. Perfect, perfect. And do you have any any races? You got anything coming up this year? Um, this year, uh, no, I don't think so. Next year, I've signed up to I think like every man and his dog to the UTS. Ah, um, okay. The are you signed up to that? No, and I, and I know we kind of we we had a kind of a, a messages backwards and forwards about this um 
Not yet, but it is the only race that you can get a, a stone entry for uh, for UTMB. So we'll we'll have to see. I'm I'm not too sure yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, I I've signed up for the 50k, and I know a few people who've signed up for the bigger ones. There's a hundred k and a hundred miler. Yeah, which sound absolutely brutal. Um, and then I'm going to do Verbier in July as well. Um, okay. 76k, hopefully. Okay. Um, and then. The hope is that the year after I might try and go out, get out to UTMB and do one of the smaller races. Um, oh, amazing. That's just, yeah, heaven, heaven on earth. I know that we were watching, following the guys recently in their, in their travels across the mountains there, but yeah, I really want to go back to at some point to, uh, to UTMB week. Now, Jack, you've, um, you listen to the show, obviously, you know, that um, at the end of each podcast, I ask a few, what I call recovery run questions. These are kind of like, to end off with just some, some some more getting to know you type questions and they're, they're they're very quick fire so we'll get through them quickly so are you are you sat down and comfortable and ready to go yeah 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 good yeah. okay um i think i know the answer to this already because we touched on it earlier but favorite pair of shoes running shoes ever uh yeah um i'm really boring innovates good innovates Good, good answer. There we go. Shoe, the, your, your Cinderella slipper. Um, bit of a music tie-in here. Um, if you were to listen to one Elton John song during a 5K race, what would it be and why? Elton John's not really going to speed you up on a 5K, Dan. But, um, well, th- that's why I added it into the question. <laughs> maybe, maybe, like... maybe I'm still standing, maybe. Uh, okay, that would have been my choice as well. So I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, your favorite pre-run fuel before um, a hill run? Used to be pork pies. Um, it's now black coffee. Just a black coffee. No, no food. No. Okay. Cool. Any particular coffee, or just a, a, an instant, or a, or a or a posho coffee? Well, you know, I mean, I, we buy I buy tubs of Kirkland's from Amazon, but other 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 brands are available. But Kirkland's tubs are quite, they're quite well valued. So I just normally do one of those in a cafetiere and then okay, uh, cool. have it on, on my way Perfect. up to the park. Perfect. Uh, best trail route that you could recommend um, in the area that might be um, available to, to runners locally? Um, so maybe like somewhere on Strava or elsewhere that they can follow. Yeah, sure. I mean, my advice to anyone um, in, ha- in South Hampshire would be to get up to, to, to Burriton, which is a little village um, off the A3 um and you can park near the pond for free and then you can get straight into Kiwi Country Park and my perfect run is get into the park um there's a lovely little section where you 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 descend I think it's called Wardown and you descend into some uh, a, a bluebell veil flanked by trees with the sun breaking in and sometimes deer um trotting across your path and then you rise up out of Kiwi Park, um, come down to the main car park, and then you go up Butser, hit the, um, the um, trig point, one little loop of Grandpa's arse, and then I, I like to go down the back of it, which is quite Umbrian in, in its kind of topography, and then descend through some switchbacks between some fresh garlic, uh, wild garlic, uh, across a cow's field, and then you hit some tarmac, uh, sprint back to Burriton, Get in the car, get home, get your feet up, have a cup of coffee. Well, that's, that sounds perfect. I like I like the bit afterwards. The the car journey home, the cup of coffee, feet up. Oh, perfect. Best way to end no, it. That's, it. <laughs> well, that's, that's why we that's why we do it. 
Yeah, man. And listen, just finally, Jack, any last words on running or the running community down here in Portsmouth that you, that you want to kind of touch on? Um, basically, your last chance to, to to say anything about about running down here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I did listen to you down on the way down to Snipes, and um, you had Steve on recent, didn't you, Steve? Steve. Um, Steve Purser. Bullock. Oh, Steve Bullock. Yeah, Steve Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I think the, I think um, Track Tuesdays that he does, doesn't he? He's um, Salsi Farron is, is a bit of fun, but I think what he's doing is is really um, is is really impressive. Um, if you are trying to get into running, um, so I, I think a shout out to the kind of serious running coaches out there um, because I've got a lot of respect for people who, who give that much time and effort to, to running. So um, I just say get down to Track Tuesdays. I, I think he does a Friday morning one as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does Friday morning. He does two on Tuesday now. So there's two track Tuesdays. There's a lunchtime one, which he's trying to trying to get off the ground. Some swimming lessons during the week as well. Um, and obviously, yeah, the Friday social stuff and hill Thursdays as well. So he's doing some hills over at um, kind of Farlington way as well. So, yeah. The track is at Mountbatten, isn't it? Yes, the track is at Mountbatten. In fact, I'll be going there tomorrow morning from, from this recording, hopefully. So. Um, oh, right. Yeah, so it should be yeah. good. But yeah, no, no, brilliant. I completely agree with you there. And um, listen, it's been an absolute blast to to chat to you, Jack. And we finally done it. We, we got it done. And um, yeah, I guess like this show is also kind of like a, a chance for me to say, like as a podcast host and runner in the area, um, and maybe for all the guests as well, um, that you kind of you you add a bit of magic to to running with um, you know the Trafalgar practice. And I think it's kind of like plays a real crucial part in kind of supporting mental and physical health of, of probably like many people in the area which i'm sure is nice for you to see as you said earlier when you get to see see patients that you work with running and and kind of getting getting all the benefits of park run um so thanks again jack much appreciate it um look forward to running with you soon and um catching up when when you can beast me on the hills at some point in the future you're a beast and more played mate um catch up soon yeah hopefully take care mate all the best <laughs>